you are cordially invited to the manor in the woods, where an evening of discussion is being held by the O'Brien siblings. Catherine, the encyclopedia, Carolyn, the bookworm, Madeline, the wild card, and Mackenzie, the eclectic. Join them in the study where there will be talk of murder, robbery, deception, and conveniently cloaked figures. So get cozy, pour yourself a cuppa, and join us for mostly murder. But sometimes not. Welcome, listeners. Today, uh, you have a special treat. The O'Brien siblings are uh, recording together, whereas we normally don't. Um, this is the first time that we're trying this, so hopefully it works. We're going to see if there are any technological hiccups, but um, I don't think there will be. I think we're going to be good. No, I didn't realize that you were doing one-arm push-ups the whole time we were recording every episode. I know. I figure you guys would notice because we are Skyping. <sighs> 1,001. <laughs> 1,002. And Matt is doing no-arm push-ups, which is just baffling me. Uh, levitating. Yeah. <laughs> levitating. While well, planking. <laughs> oh, I was thinking when she was levitating when she jumped off the back. Oh! <laughs> the patio. Yeah. We take pictures, jumping off the porch. I'm it thinking looks... myself levitating, like, up and down like I'm doing push-ups, but just... <laughs> <laughs> just, like, just your toes on the ground, and, yep. like, your arms by your sides. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> yep, that's my exercise. Okay. Exercise the demons. Forgive us, uh, forgive us if we get a little more off track than usual. Uh, We're yeah. I was going to say, this world. might be more of a treat for us than it is for any of our listeners. <laughs> so, uh, once again, we're very sorry. Uh, but um, I think it'll be fun, you know? I think it'll I'm be, having fun. I'm, we're already having fun. Yeah. All right, what are we doing, Carrie? Uh, today, we are talking about the 1959 movie... Hound of the Baskervilles, which stars uh, Peter Cushing and Sir Christopher Lee, and I was going to look up who played uh, Watson and forgot. Do you know, Katie? It's like Andre Moffat or Ange something Moffat, or it's an A name and an M name. And Mr. A M. <laughs> Mr. A M. Morning Star. All right. So um, here's a summary. For those of you who haven't seen it or don't know anything about this story. Dr. Mortimer is in 221B, telling the legend of the Baskerville family cursed by a wicked ancestor's deeds to be hunted by a hound of hell. The current Lord of Baskerville Hall was found dead on the moor. The doctor was his BFF and wanted Sherlock to investigate because he was worried about the new Sir Henry Baskerville. Sherlock, Watson, and Dr. Mortimer meet Sir Henry at a hotel in London where one of his shoes is missing and the other contains a deadly tarantula. Watson and Sir Henry head to Baskerville Hall and Sherlock says he will meet them later in the week. We subsequently are introduced to the Barrymores, the butler and his wife, uh, the local bishop who loves a tipple, and the Stapletons, a gentleman farmer and his daughter. There is also an escaped convict wandering around the moor. After seeing a light on the moor, Watson and Henry go to investigate and hear a dog howling. Sherlock surprises Watson when he's alone on the moor later, and they find the body of the escaped convict dressed in Sir Henry's clothes. 
Sherlock is injured investigating the decrepit tin mines on Stapleton's land, so he and Watson miss out on the dinner Stapleton and his daughter invited them to with uh, Sir Henry. But it was a ruse to get Henry to attend alone. They follow him as Miss Stapleton lures him to the moors alone, where she and her father sick a poor, abused, and starved dog on him. The dog ends up attacking and killing Stapleton, and then being killed itself. And Miss Stapleton runs away and drowns in the mire. They were actually also descendants of the evil Baskerville ancestor and hoped to inherit everything after getting rid of everyone else in line. The end. Wow. Hey. Hey. And I'm Mac. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> okay, that's fun. Uh, let's introduce ourselves. I'm Carrie. I'm Katie. I'm Maddie. <laughs> and you know that, doofus. Hi. Um, cool. Doofus McGoofus. Where's my drink? Very important. Oh, oh over here. Where's my snare? Great foley work, guys. <laughs> Thank you. They come to us for this. <laughs> I hate it. Um, alright. So, uh, this is the first time I've seen this movie. Is it any of yours first times? Um, Great raising your hands. Very good podcasting. Maddie raised her hand. It's honestly... Nobody else did? It's better to... Oh, I thought she was raising her hand to go first. Because I was like... If we wanted to not like verbally coordinate the same way we normally do when we are several miles across from each other and in dubious states of wearing pants... (laughs) You record not wearing pants. I'm always wearing pants. Irrelevant! (laughs) It's a lot better for us to raise our hands just to be like, let's go first. Okay, well... You have you, you have not seen this movie. I've never seen this. Have I've actually seen this never movie? seen Hound of the Baskervilles, not edited for the BBC's like new show. Okay, mm, modern day Hound H A U N D and H O U N D whatever. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, we're not doing BBC Sherlock. I said H A U N D. I thought you did too. I did spell it incorrectly. Hound. The Hound of the Baskervilles. I have seen this movie before. Okay. Really? Yeah. It was probably at least 10 years ago. Um, It's been a long time. But actually, it was one of the first Sherlock Holmes things I watched because it's such a famous story. Mm -hmm. Like, if you think... It's probably the most famous, like, story. Like, if you hear Sherlock Holmes, people would maybe be able to to say Hound of the Baskervilles. I think so. More than, like, The Sign of Four or whatever. Yeah. Reichenbach. Yeah. So, my other question, have you guys read the story? Did you know it beforehand? Nope. I have read the story. Yeah. I'm, like, vaguely familiar. I don't know if I've read it. I think I might have. Yeah. But I didn't remember anything, really. Right. I can't remember. I could. I literally wrote down, I don't remember who did it. <laughs> yeah. I remember what it was. I re- Although, in the book, I think the hound also had, like, glowing something on his face. Like radiation. Oh. No, it was like a jellyfish situation. Ooh, like phytoplankton. It was like some sort of glowing, like biological product. Ooh, because it was like a glowing dog. Was it the uh, the bishop like and phosphorus? his entomological? Maybe interests? it might have been one of those bugs. Ooh. I don't remember, but Maybe. I do remember like a firefly. The, I do remember the dog glowed, but it was also a real dog that they like put stuff on. Yeah. By the way, what? did you guys think about warning Carrie? I was I was the, the last dying. one to watch this, and they all knew that I was going to be the last one to watch this. 
Because Carrie, the only- nobody told me anything. <laughs> the only thing you ne- you one hundred percent want spoilers for is if dogs die. Yeah, and nobody told me. Well, I, I didn't remember. I thought that you would have known the story. I remembered I... and thought you would have known the story. You guys need to err on the side of warning Carrie about dogs dying. Well, you're already annoyed because we forgot to tell you you were hosting. Should one? So yeah. I didn't want to annoy you more. <laughs> Should one of us warn her about Cujo? I'm never gonna watch Cujo. Fair. That's a mean dog who dies, but it's still sad. He's not a mean dog. He's a good boy that gets infected with rabies. Oh no! Is that what Cujo's about? Yeah. That's oh. way worse than I imagined. Yeah, I, thought I thought it was, it was gonna like be like an demon. alien it's not or a, a demon. ghost. Do- a dog, dog gets its head stuck in a hole, and then a bat bites it. Oh my god! Oh, have this you seen such... the thing? The what? That's another dog. Bad dog, but sad was good dog. You know the one of yeah, those. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> one of those bad dog but sad dogs. Bad like dog this. but sad dog going on my next leather jacket. <laughs> just like this one. Yeah. He didn't want to be bad. He was just trapped in a tin mine and not fed anything. Yeah, yeah that is the probably the maybe the worst part of it. There's some pretty bad parts there's, of it. There's some parts. bad parts of it. I mean, and let's get into it. Sir yeah. Charles was murdered. That's not great. Yeah. <laughs> I have some thoughts about Sir Charles. Can oh. I just say real quick before we're off the topic, this has been a very bad week for Carrie and uh, TV shows with dogs dying because I watched further into Marcella and fair warning for anybody, there is a dead dog at one point and it's very bad. And I had to block my view from the tab, my tablet because I knew what was happening. I'm probably not going to oh, keep going no. into Marcella because it was that level of quality where... It's not, like, good enough for me to hype about, but not bad enough for me to rag on. What? It was compelling. Oh, I'm gonna watch I, it. Yeah. I was gonna watch it, too. I, I think fin- you are the only one of that opinion. I finished the first season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But I'm, I don't think I'm gonna continue on. Yeah. I just, everything was tied up, and I don't want to go further into it. Yeah. I heard that, and that's why I was like, I think I'm just gonna do the first. Because I think it's still going, maybe? Probably. I don't know. Anyway, so. Dogs. Um, yeah. Dogs. Dogs. Dog. There is a, a website that you can go on called DoesTheDogDie.com, and it will warn you about all sorts of triggering things. Do mm-hmm. people fart? Are there needles? Um, is there Let's any domestic do abuse? <laughs> do people make fat jokes? Yeah. That kind of thing. Does it's a great the dog website. die? Does That's the, the dog number die. one. The number one thing is, does the dog die? I need to know these things. Yeah. But then there's other... There's even things like, do people harm insects or something? Like... Yeah. <gasps> This would be on people harm. This insects. would be people harm and just yeah. dead displayed insects. Yeah, were they dead in the Reverend's house? Yeah, a couple. The of ones on the wall. He had like, like mounted. No, he oh. paid them by the hour to stay up there. Oh, gross. <laughs> can you pay a bug to do anything? Yeah, no. kind of. Yeah, just not in money, dude. You oh. can train honeybees to like that's detect what's, uh, mines. That's what I'm doing wrong. I <laughs> <laughs> keep trying to give them money. I just like. Throwing them dollar bills, <laughs> and they keep just and they're like getting covered they in just dollar crawl bills. On them. <laughs> Maddie's piling pennies up by like the spider webs. Eat these mosquitoes. I just keep coming by, and I'm like, why are there a bunch of dollar bills stuffed into ant hills? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, scumbags. So we've all. This is Katie's not first time seeing it, but it's all of our first time seeing it. Yes. Yeah. Um, Peter Cushing was good. Absolutely. Agreed. Yes. Do you, do you know anything about... I didn't do any research. This is pre-knowledge. I know that he was, like, super into Sherlock Holmes already. And yeah. had, like, like reread the stories and, like, made notes on the scripts. And, like, it was his idea to do the mantelpiece with the, um... 
Knife. With the knife, with all the memos and stuff. The Persian slipper with the pipe. He even wrote notes on his shirt cuff, which no one ever does for Sherlock Holmes, even though it's in the book. I noticed that. Oh. Right? I was like, he just nice. wrote on his shirt cuff. He literally, sleeve. ink, pen, dip, and thing, writes a little thing on his shirt cuff. <sighs> that's like Carrie that's writing so things on her good. pants all the time. Truly. I was like, that's such a human, like, no. That would suck to be his laundress. I think that Ooh, of all the actors, he's the only one that truly embodied like a real person. But I think that's a trope of these types of movies. Like Hammer Horror movies were like the resurgence in the 50s and 60s of the like horror genre in terms of Dracula, it, Frankenstein. Because they had like the early Dracula, Frankenstein, Mummy with the universal horror mm-hmm. in the like 30s and 40s. Yep. And then this was like, because Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee were like best friends. They were like, oh. which I love. So Christopher Lee played uh, Frankenstein's monster, and Peter Cushing played Victor Frankenstein. I didn't know that. And then Not they did the a Dracula, one. where Christopher Lee is Dracula and Cushing is Van Helsing. Oh. And that then they I did this movie. They they did they did like over like tons of movies together. I so love fun. their bromance. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Right? So cool. Yeah. And then later we have Benedict Cumberbatch and uh, Johnny. What's his face doing? Johnny Lee Miller. Johnny, Johnny Lee Miller. what's his face? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> doing the um, Frankenstein and his monster play. The oh, play and at the National oh. Theater. We wouldn't be Star Wars. And they both played Sherlock Holmes. Yes, that's what I mean. I know. That, I wanted to make that clear for the audience who might not know. And obviously we wouldn't be Star Wars nerds if we didn't acknowledge that one of them was Grand Moff Tarkin and the other one was Count Dooku. They didn't play obviously. in the same time though. I know, I know. Which I know. would be... That would have been a That would have been way cooler. That would have been cool because it would have tied the Star Wars into the like that era. I mm. kind of wonder how George Lucas convinced him to be in this weird sci-fi. Well, it doesn't matter now. <laughs> he was, no, no, no. It was a little bit later in his career. And I mean, he, he got Alec Guinness on board. So why That's not Peter Cushing? That's absolutely true. And also, I don't know. I also I think one... Katie was asking about Christopher Lee in um, the 2000s. No, I was wondering how oh. George Lucas convinced Peter, Peter Cushing should be in this be weird in his, Star Wars movie. Yeah, because he wasn't a thing. I, I don't yeah. think there needs to be any convincing for Christopher Lee to be Count Dooku because he's like the erudite, like former Jedi Sith who's got like the one lightsaber that you wield like a dueling blade. He likes genre, obviously. Obviously. Like, he did a really interesting interview where he talked about like everything he ever did, maybe like 10 years before he passed. Mm-hmm. And he talked about this he talked about star wars he talked about lord of the rings he talked about um something else i can't remember <laughs> the horror stuff maybe? oh like dracula because the first couple of draculas he loved but then basically hammer kind of blackmailed him into keep doing it what even though the scripts were what? terrible how did he blackmail him by saying if we don't do this then all these people will be out of a job that so he was so isn't mean. that terrible right that's why he was in all these <sighs> terrible dracula movies in the 70s that's, that's also how they got ryan reynolds for green lantern yeah, like really? it was it was literally like, well, we're going to do these movies, I but if you don't do them, we can't do them and then Yeah, anyway. And um people's families starve. So that really makes you literally. a jerk if you don't. That was when Hammer was like dying in the 70s. So they That's were trying to do everything. Terrible. Yeah. And then obviously Christopher that. Lee was in the League of Ungentlemanly Warfare, which is awesome. What? Man, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen was awesome. <laughs> really? No. No. League of I watched Un- it one time and I was like 
Okay. It was bad. I saw it, it in a very formative time in my life. So I mean, that's, okay. Like, that's okay. That's okay. We've all. I liked was like, it. wow, was it really shit? Like, well, I mean, that's why I love Down with Love. We've no all. One else I we all does. loved shitty movies for some god awful reason. I was really into yeah. Shark Boy and Lava Girl, and I still have the 3D glasses in that goddamn desk over there. I you love you're a child. You were a, child, you were a literal child. I know. I know. We were like adult. I was at least in high school. Teenage ish. Yes, and yeah. to circle back on. Remember the, how Attack of the I saw Attack of the Clones in theaters like five times. That's the worst Star Wars movie. Yes, it is. Oh, and just to circle back around, the League of Ungentlemanly Warfare was during World War Two. A series of British operatives uh, started doing a bunch of like sabotage and behind. Wait, and... so this is not a film? No, no, no. This is Christopher Lee actually being a spy. Well, I in World oh. War II. I know. I thought you were talking about a movie he did. I know. No, I like, no, 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 no. Christopher Lee this. actually ended the lives of human beings in the midst of war. Okay. I did know he was a cool spy guy, but I didn't know it was called a League of Ungentlemanly Warfare. Yeah, that's what they called it. Wow. That is, it was yeah, also the Baker. Dang. It was also the Baker Street Regulars or the SOE. I knew that actually, because the yeah the SOE the Special Operations Executive or whatever. Mm. Would call themselves the irregulars because I already looked up a bunch of stuff that they had there. They had lapel knives and they had a freaking gun inside of a pipe. That they was had their section of spies. Carrie, do you have any cool, interesting <laughs> things about this movie we watched? Not really. Well, as Katie so uh, flippantly mentioned earlier, I didn't know I was hosting this until last night when I was in bed. So I'm sorry. <laughs> You guys, this all online for you to look at in a shared document. <laughs> so really, it's on you. So really. No. I mean, I already learned stuff just to make sure that there wasn't something un- like a problematic in this. Well, oh, well there is. Wait, so you, you <laughs> Oh, there definitely things? was, but like it was less problematic than it could have been. Uh, specifically, uh, Cecile Stapleton, she mm-hmm. kept describing herself as a Spaniard, and I was like, oh, God, this better not just be like a British woman trying to portray that. And it's not as bad. She's Italian. Okay. Uh, okay. So. There are cultural yeah. similarities between Spanish and Italian cultures. A but lot still more like, so than British and that's true. Spanish. It's like when I watched, oh, never mind. I was going to say the episode of Columbo where there were two Arab characters mm. and it was played by a Latino man wow. and uh, Italian. Yeah, like that wow. one terrible episode of Murder, She Wrote that I texted you about. Oh, yeah. When a Native American man was played by somebody who was born in Sri Lanka. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or, it was bad. Uh, God, the guy who voiced... Mr. Freeze in the original Batman show was Lebanese, uh, and he played a lot of Native American characters. Wow. It kind of. Once kind of so called like blackface was not okay, quote unquote, brownface became like interchangeable. Yeah, they were just kind of like, whoa, he's from like somewhere, whatever. We can put him as. He ain't from Rand. If you're from Pakistan, you could play. Like a Native American, you could play someone from India. You could play someone from Mexico. You could play, you know. Yeah. Anyway. Um. Yeah. So, how of the Baskervilles <laughs> was less problematic than it could have been, but still, we've got some stuff to dive in. Yes. Oh, opening scene. I did not know what was going I, on. I was I, like, "Why are we here? I have. <laughs> Why to... are there a bunch of guest duns?" Partying in a. I had to pull back a little bit because at first they described him as a wild, profane, and godless man, and I was like, "My man." I know. Two minutes (laughs) passed. Two minutes passed, and I was like, "Okay, not my man." Not my man. (laughs) Not my man. (laughs) (laughs) Ugh. 
I loved all the beagles. They were really cute. I yeah, they were you. cute. Oh my god. Yeah. That thing where they like open the door and all the beagles are like running and like like hopping over each other to get out of like whatever no, little hutch no they were first. in. They were cute. Like there was a TikTok I saw the other day when Maddie and I were sitting together and it was literally golden retriever puppies doing the exact same thing. Oh. And that's what uh, came to my mind and I was just so happy. I also like that when he was like, the hounds release the pack. And I was expecting, like, a whole bunch of, like, terrorizing dogs. Yeah, and It was, yeah, like, was tiny little eagles. eagles. But I forgot. It's literally, They're like, the hunting them. dogs that they use for the fox hunt. Yeah, so it's yes. all tracking, basically. Yeah. yeah. Yes. But they were really cute. That was a... But uh, Hugo was terrible. I was really glad that he died. Yeah. yeah. Ugh. And if we're talking about problematic stuff, we're going to obviously get into it at the end. There are three women total in this movie, and all three of them show up before any of them say a word. So the woman in the beginning doesn't mm. speak or get a name. Yeah. She just kind of goes like, ah. and, runs and then a the, lot. the ah. maid woman doesn't speak until the very end. And mm. even Cecile doesn't speak until like her third scene. Yeah. Yeah, she's like, oh, so it was like mysterious. This whole thing with this first woman. Who gets literally attacked and almost sexually assaulted? Mm-hmm. Doesn't speak at all and doesn't have a name. She's just this just this woman who gets murdered. They called her farm girl in the credits. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was like, by the way, Pissed. Sir Hugo, if you're a bad guy in a movie, Ooh. don't say, "And may blank happen if I can't." That's going to happen. Yeah, you were. Uh... Like may dra- yeah, maybe may the hounds drag me to hell. Yeah, if I can't. Like He's that. like, hmm. Well, what yeah. can I tempt, tempt God with here? <laughs> what is this movie, The Hound of the Baskervilles, going to be about? I'm surprised yeah. nobody tries flipping it around. So it's like, I'm going to take over the world, and I don't know. May I get a dance with an attractive actress if I don't? <laughs> <laughs> uh, George Bailey does, kind of. Kind of. I wish I had a million dollars. That uh, dog. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I know, I liked it. Ugh. The night for day happening in this. Oh my god. Was <laughs> wild. It was so bright. I-, I couldn't tell if they like had actually made any changes a couple times. Exactly. Okay, so Maddie missed it the first um, Oh yeah. Oh, I'm so sad. For so we're all together right now because we're at home for um the my birthday present, which is everyone hanging out for the weekend. And so the first Friday night of this weekend, we watched a movie that mom had watched when she was in high school called Moon Spinners, which is on <laughs> Disney Plus, And it has Haley Mills and the dude who plays Barrymore. Yeah, so wild. I was like, I know this guy. And the only thing I'm allowed to look up is the cast. And so yeah. I looked it up and I was like, I have read this IMDb like two days ago. Yes. Because I was trying to look up the colonel. You didn't immediately recognize him? No, I actually didn't. I wow. didn't either. Because I thought he was in a Bond movie and that's how I recognized him. Mm-hmm. And he actually was in Thunderball, but he's uncredited. <laughs> so. Anyway. So yeah. you've seen him. So I have seen him. That's yeah. wild. And he was in a Bond movie, but I had literally seen him the night before. Yeah. So uh, today, crazy. Sunday, we saw him in a movie on Friday, which also had Wild Night for Day photography. Yeah. <laughs> this whole... I feel like it happened really until the 70s. They couldn't really shoot at night. It still kind of happens like, today. Well, I feel like in the outside world, like across moors or beaches or whatever, it's mm-hmm. probably harder to lug all the lighting equipment there. You know what I mean? No, so, I mean, it still happens today. That happens all the time in the new Mad Max movie, which I still love, but it is kind of guilty of the whole, like, 
We're just going to put a really heavy blue filter over this. I was going to say, is it a filter or is it like purposefully like supposed to look wacky? It is a filter. Oh. It's also kind of supposed to look wacky, but... For art. It's yeah. it's one of those things where, I mean, we're going to make it look wacky, but it's really convenient that we can just blue tone this whole thing. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah, it was pretty... It was so bright... I was confused about whether or not it was supposed to be daytime. Right, I kept getting confused on like, <laughs> so did they actually change anything between like, like night yeah, and yeah. day? The sun's and... in the screen and they're just kind of like, I can hardly see anything in this dark. <laughs> <laughs> no, much. it was literally just like a, a film they put over the camera to make it look slightly darker. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that would probably be how you would do it back then. Yeah, I, you wouldn't do like a digital. I, I mean, I guess thing. you could do like a digital thing on film or it's just something on film treatment. I think it's something. a treat. Yeah, I rem- I remember learning about it because they did it in the beginning of Honor Majesty's Secret Service, mm-hmm. and it's something to do with a thing they put in the camera. But also, you could do it post production, and it was dependent on the the like how much budget you had. Mm. If I remember correctly. Cool. Well, there was like... Because it didn't match. So they would cut from the stuff they shot outside at the moor. Um, and then they would cut to the sets. Yeah. Because like the Abbey was a clear set. Yeah. Yes. With all the dry ice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I felt like I was watching a theater set. Like the rocks were clearly like styrofoam and <laughs> yes. cut things. I actually so saw... Um, who was it? Uh... Which was the Baskerville? Henry, Henry Baskerville, like when he was hiding by a wa- rock, he was like accidentally kept shifting yes! a rock that <laughs> was the size of like a watermelon. Oh my god, a boulder! Yeah, because it was it was just Oops. styrofoam. There was literally parts of it where I was like, I learned how to paint like this for scene painting mm-hmm. because scene painting techniques have not really changed since the sixties. <laughs> okay, that okay, that brings up a topic. I love the notion that due to the advancement of technology. What would have taken a massive major studio uh, weeks to do, like 50 or 60 years ago, is something that we can just do here at home today. Mm-hmm. And it just makes me think of what we're going to be able to do in 60 years. Because I'm already seeing people like individual persons making Hollywood quality films. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I already am like scared about it. Because like, all the deep fake technology situations that can happen where they're replacing people. But then I'm like... There are some movies that I would love to be able to watch if they just replaced some of the actors. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, or Baby Driver would be so much better if Ugh. they just threw in somebody else. Right? Oh my god. I love Baby Driver and it makes me sad. Because of the pedophile. Uh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's how Kevin Spacey. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was like, I've never seen Taxi Driver. <laughs> Baby, Baby driver. driver. Baby Driver. Or Taxi Driver. I haven't seen Taxi Driver. <laughs> I don't know well, if Well, Taxi a Driver has there. Pacino, and he's had some problems. Pacino? I thought the Taxi but Driver it's was... the, He has, like, the same problems that every normal actor in the 70s had. Robert De Niro? Pacino. The Taxi Driver is Robert De Niro. Oh, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Wow. Oh. I gotcha. do get the mixed up. That's a hound level mistake there, Katie. That's probably hound level. Ooh. Hound. Wait, what's the big 70s movie with Pacino? Was he in The Godfather? He was in Scarface. Oh, that might be what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Wow. Yes, Sorry, just spit on you. Yes, Carrie. Yeah. The gun sounds. Yes. Really? In real life, we can just spit on each other. Yes. <laughs> Ah, oh, so special. What I've been waiting for since episode one. <laughs> the ability to expectorate. Two, two, two. Like Gaston. 
He's especially good at expectorating. Patui! I love it. Okay. I don't deserve to feel as good as I do when I sing that song to myself when I'm alone in my apartment. Oh, okay. I know. I do it in the car. <laughs> so I think we've gotten maybe 10 minutes into this movie. Do we it's have like getting a T-pose, you know? I mean, okay. Singing the Gaston song is like getting in your superhero pose. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's why the Disney villain songs are the best, because you feel powerful. <laughs> okay. Did Disney do this movie? No. No. Then let's talk about this movie. Yeah. Disney in 59, I want to say, did... Fox and the Hound? No. No. Cinderella was 50s. Alice in Wonderland is 50s. Because okay. 101 Dalmatians is 60. Somehow we got more off track. <laughs> Carrie, go ahead and tell us what you wanted to transition us to. I didn't really have anything. I just... We well, were really we did, off We kind topic. of really glossed over the actors. Yes. I actually I'm very, Peter? very vaguely talked about Peter Cushing. And I did love him. Yes. I love I thought he was great. I think he did a very good job. Yeah. Like He's he a- was uh he had a lot of the foibles and he but he seemed like still personable and smart, but was able to play act in the ways that he needed to when he was like really putting down the Stapletons yeah. so that Henry would go off without them. Which was very obviously a ruse. <laughs> he had the energy of Holmes. Yeah, a lot. Sometimes people will play Holmes as very aloof mm-hmm. and not really like like above it all, but all the time. Mm-hmm. And I think he was really good at playing the levels of like, I'm going to be above it all. Like the thing at the end with Mortimer, was it Mortimer? Oh no, with the um, oh. no, when he was talking to Henry Baskerville, mm-hmm. and he was like, you could really do better than this girl. You shouldn't be mixing with that sort of people, yeah. and oh, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Yeah. And then the moment he left the room, he's like, Cushing was like, it was truly like an old married couple, like, so comfortable, like, just being a totally different energy. Yeah. I was being an ass for detective work. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you know I can do this on purpose? Yeah. So now He's like, I'm not that mean. Yeah. I just needed him to not like me so he wouldn't invite me to dinner. Yeah. yeah. So I think he did a very good job of um, doing the Sherlock thing. Yeah. Um, One of the better ones we've seen so far. Yeah. I think so. He might be the best, in my opinion. I would think I would need to see... Well, what? maybe not the best acted, but the best translated. Ah. Because mm. yeah. I feel like sometimes, you know, it's it's not a decision of the actor how yeah. the um, writers portray Sherlock. Yeah. 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 Well, because my favorite Holmes, I think, is not in my favorite Holmes adaptation, but I just like him. Mm-hmm. But, like, mm-hmm. I have probably seen... The Great Mouse over... Detective. <laughs> <laughs> you laugh. Yes. That's a good one. It is a good one. Go on. But actually, he's not Holmes. Holmes is actually in that movie. He lives underneath Sherlock Holmes. Wouldn't that be yeah, weird if all the like I mean, pests that to be lived kind with of, you? I know, I know. Think of him as It'd be my his. I think it's Barry in- Ingram plays Basil in that movie. Anyway, I've seen more than twenty people play Sherlock Holmes. Oh God! And I have a list, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> and I do think Peter Cushing is near the top. I think Jeremy Brett is closest to Book Holmes, and he's kind of my favorite. But also, I really love Douglas Wilmer from the sixties. I don't but care. Peter Cushing, I do think, is pretty up there in terms of A, being close to book, and B, being good for the movie he's in. Because, what were you going to say? 
Sorry, I was just going to say this reminded me of, like, Doctor Who. It's, like, different, like, iterations mm, of, like, right. the same person. Yeah. And different and writers give different because, energies. Yeah, because they, um, I don't know, I feel like they're both, like, equally famous in England. In England, yeah. yeah. Doctor Who. When was that? Like, 50s, basically. 60s or 50s. Yeah. 60s. Yeah. There's been 13 plus doctors. It'd be cool if, like... There was a Doctor Who episode that kind of, I don't know, pretended to be that. You mean the one they did? No, but I mean, like, with the idea of, like, trying to be like, hey, this is actually a thing, but not really. Trying to be what? Like, an actual thing. Like, um, if they actually did, like, Sherlock and the Doctor are, like, the same person. Oh! Yeah. Oh! Isn't, in the... In or the world Sherlock of Doctor, is a Time Lord or something. In the world of Doctor Who, though, isn't Sherlock Holmes supposed to be that lizard woman? Yes, Sherlock Holmes and John Watson are a married interspecies couple. Lesbian couple. Interspecies lesbian couple. Yeah. Do you remember that? Did you get that yes. far? Yes, I did. They made the joke about it, though, because at the time, the creators of the BBC Sherlock were writing Doctor Who. That would be so cool, though, if um Doctor or well Sherlock Holmes... Was, was in different, yeah, and different iterations, and then turned into like that a is kind of cool. We'll throw the, <laughs> yeah. we'll throw we'll sh- we'll throw Sherlock Holmes on the list of suspected time lords, along with Miss Frizzle and Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Oh no, he's oh. a vampire. Yeah, Sorry. yeah. His face would change. Yeah, yeah. right. Has not. Sorry. Oh right. Then uh, along with Willy Wonka, maybe. I could see Willy Wonka. He does well, have a flying elevator. A board, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh, um, I wasn't even thinking elevator. <laughs> but, okay, let's talk about Watson. He was nondescript. I think that's he, a very yeah. good example of what Maddie said, where the script didn't give him anything to do. Right. He yeah. was very bland. He was like substitute Sherlock. He was our eyeballs into the story. Sherlock wasn't really? there. That's like, was yeah. his purpose. Do you know what I think? I feel like they're trying to transition from fuddy-duddy Watson to like a more serious Watson because this is a horror movie, mm-hmm. but they don't want to go too far from the Fuddy Duddy Watson because people like that. I'm yeah. Is this actually a horror movie? Maybe it's supposed Hammer Horror. It's part of their horror thing. They're a production company. Man, horror now is so much scarier. I was like, oh, what a <laughs> I don't what know. a cute Have little story. As somebody who grew up in a Catholic high school, that was just funny to me. Oh, that scared me. The really? trailers. The trailers scared me. <laughs> the trailers scared you, but in this one, it was just kind of you knew what the be. Sorry to get on my nun mini cast, but wow. you could kind of tell like what was going on here, uh, and like they kept using different aspects of it. It it reminded me of you know how in like throughout the latter half of the twentieth century, people kept using misappropriations of different cultures. To kind of be like, oh yeah, if you use the voodoo talisman on the like the, the fucking Chucky doll, oh then it turns into a monster, you know? Or, hey, if you use, like, I don't know, Buddhism, you can make vampires happen somehow. Oh my God, the what? nun was almost like that, but for Catholicism. Oh my God, Because it yes. was just sort of like, <laughs> the ultimate weapon against this demon that takes the form as a nun is the blood of Jesus Christ. Oh which God. they keep in a small glass receptacle hidden in the wall of a rectory. Wait, what? Did you not see this movie? No, I didn't see this she movie. She just watched oh. the trailer. I just but watched anyway, the trailer. Long okay. story. She it's got too scared. They just had a drop Ditto. of Jesus blood? 
in a vial that was shaped like a cross. Oh my god! No! <laughs> and guess what? How much what? blood? No. Uh, like a little That'd be bit. so dried. Like, uh, no, it was still wet because it's, it's, it's saver juice. It's, oh, okay. Because uh, <laughs> God. Because mm. God. Anyway, long story short, it ends. She does a quick like hand switcheroo that you would always see in like a weird, like a poorly written action movie and then she shoves it in the demon mouth. Ooh. I don't know. It doesn't actually kill it. It's a prequel. Doesn't matter. Anyway, Sherlock. Anyway, yeah, I feel like the Watson was just there. And yeah. that's sad. Yeah. Like, I, I am going to give him points what because... What a bleeding disservice. <laughs> he, I'm going to give him points because it could have been more interesting if he had, you know, fucked up and wandered off and not done what Sherlock did. But he he's a guy in a, a, technically a horror movie who got a warning about what to do in the horror movie and he followed the warning. Yes, I do like that. This That's would be like true. watching a horror movie where nobody wanders off and nobody yes. like yeah, everybody's like everybody we have to protect the one black person we like, have here in this group. Well, yeah, yeah I don't nobody have goes down now. into the basement with they the flickering hear, light. They hear a child crying and they're just kind of like, oh, that's a trap. So I'm not going down there. <laughs> yeah. yes. This is a horror movie where somebody actually follows the rules for the first half. Like the only one. Yeah, and you know what? He survived. The person he was protecting survived. All good news. There you go. Except for the dog. There you go. And, you know, the mentally unstable uh, asylum breakout. Oh, I know. Well, and the uh, Stapletons. Well, they were dead. murderers. Yeah, and also, yeah, not good. Well, they were murderers out of desperation, I feel, a little bit. Or greed. Well, both. Like, if they're illegitimate... Okay, so I forgot that that was a thing, and I don't remember if that's in the book or not. Yeah, I don't know. I do feel like I remember the daughter's name was Beryl in the book. Beryl Stapleton? Beryl? B-E-R-Y-L. Oh, I was like, my name's Beryl (laughs) O'Brien. No, Beryl like the garnet. A Beryl O'Brien. I want a... Oh, Beryl (laughs) O'Brien. Yeah. But I I feel like they're... They're not justified in their actions, but they could have brought up the fact that they were... Like Pillars. bastard children of whatever, yeah, of, of what just Baskerville. An evil person. I will say, I was. There's one angle that I'm a little more okay with what they were doing here, and that was when Cecile was mentioning in her villain monologue, which I'm glad that the lady got one. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that it was very easy for her to trick Charles Baskerville into this exact trap, and yeah. thinking that he probably would have been like fifty or sixty right, years her that's... senior. That's here's the thing. I'm a, I'm I'm I'd feel bad for Henry just because he seemed to be like catfished by his unknown relative. Yeah. And just the notion that like the very first kiss was her forcing it on him, which I'm I'm a little okay. I feel like Henry is a little more innocent in this. But Charles, on the other hand, a 50-year-old man, like definitely easily being seduced by a much, much younger woman. Did you hear the stuff they said in the movie about him, though? Yeah. Like, he's a creep. Like, Charles? Y- yeah. They said that he had an eye for the ladies. Like, that was a thing. Oh, yeah. He judged yeah. the prettiest mother and baby contests. Yeah. Remember, they talked about that at the, no, the jumbo sale? That might have just been some, like, Britain shit. <laughs> well, no, it is definitely Britain shit, but it's, like, usually some lord of some manner who gets to judge that. Gross. And it sounded like they were insinuating he was creep about it. Because one thing I... I le- didn't like it and then ultimately realized why. I didn't like that the first time Henry, Baskerville, and Cecile met and she kisses him. And I was like, are they just trying to be like 
for I'm something. a woman. I just want to blah, blah, blah. It's but, a manic pixie dream girl for yeah. the 50s. Literally, that's what I was thinking. It's yes. like, oh, a random girl in the Mars. <laughs> But then she's it turns out she's speaking to me to and like, she's running away. Yeah. Yeah. I, like I must was, chase her. It was a manipulation. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Which was cool. Yeah. Good for her, except don't murder people. Like a honey yeah. trap, right. but also don't like incestually assault your cousin. And I have to say, Ugh. I they are actually unforgivable because of what they did to that dog. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Like I was telling Carrie, go drown in a mire. I watched the Columbo with, I think, the worst Columbo villain because he used his two dogs as the murder weapon and had a command word to have him kill a guy. And then he thought the animal control would put them down right away because they killed a guy and it would solve all his problems. But Columbo was like, no, I'm going to keep him alive because I want to solve this murder. So he goes into the kennel and he tries to give him chocolate to kill his dogs. And Columbo catches him and is like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, not I'm a just giving chocolate. Not a great guy. So yeah. you should never use dogs as your murder weapons because dogs are innocent and beautiful. Ugh. You know what else is beautiful? The production value of this movie. <laughs> it was I good. Know, it was beautiful. The one thing I remember about this movie from before uh-huh. is that it was dark. Uh-huh. And I think what I had watched was a bad version. Oh! Because I was like, this is so much more light and I could see so much of the, like, the house was gorgeous with all the like stuff and the swords and the knives and the <laughs> guns all, of these all over the walls. Oh, I loved seeing all the guns. <laughs> but it, it was, was beautiful. But it was a very forget about the knives. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very English country house, you guys. <laughs> you know, when we you've were... been there, when it was happening, I was like, I want to stay in one of these houses because it was. It had like the stone everywhere and like the really like heavy furnishings and the paintings and like the um the silver and like the glassware it was like it was so cool i want to i also want to just point the only reason it was okay that they hunt isn't it weird that we hang weapons on our walls just because they're old like if you brought a medieval knight back to like the present day and you show them like yeah this is my like coat of arms shield with a like a sword and a mace That'd be the equivalent of somebody bringing you to, like, the year 2200 and being like, oh, yeah, you know, I just put up an AR-15 on the wall as a nice little piece of decoration. What I mean? There. People, people, do, people that. do that now. I know they do that now, but we <laughs> recognize them as freaks. In the future, that's just kind of like, we, we're being classy. We're just throwing up our AF- we AR-15s. We recognize them as freaks, but a lot of people don't. I know, but he, he, I don't, gun, gun nuts don't, like, hang stuff on the wall and never touch it. Sometimes they do, probably. That would I don't be, know any. That's it could be a status knock thing. On wood. I don't know. It's a status thing. Remember in Fargo? Yeah. Yeah, but But he, he still used it. Yeah, he kept it in the, he But he kept it in a locked cabinet. Because he wanted first. to be a big boy and had the big illegal gun. Right. I'm talking I am talking in the future, somebody being like, This is really classy. It's ancient weaponry. I'll put it on the wall just to prove how fancy I am. But if we See that in modern day context. If we, as modern day people, were like, that is like the same rifle that they would have used in some kind of massacre from my time, it would just seem weird. Yeah, weapons just become decoration. But even back with in time, that, back then they had weapons on the wall in the medieval times. I know, but I, I mean, the house didn't change from Sir Hugo to Sir Henry. Really, yes, it did. I mean, a little bit decoration wise, but like they still had the portraits on the wall. 
They still had I'm talking weapon swords. decoration. They still had swords on the wall in the 1700s, too. Then that they were freaks. They were the gun nuts of their time. I think yes. the, all of they these houses in England that, that still to this day have weapons on the wall had weapons on the wall when they were built, and that's why they keep them there, because they're all like preservation maybe yeah all those historical people were just they were gun nuts but then as soon as the weapon became obsolete they just never used they them just anymore. put it on a wall like gun nut in the 1300s is like yeah i'm just gonna put swords and maces up on my walls everywhere just in case somebody tries to attack me i mean that was a uh not bad idea people got attacked all the time i yeah. know but i would attack a they little. don't have ring doorbells back then that didn't happen until the 40s. No, then you just kind oh. of had a hole. <laughs> I was trying to remember the name of oh the the um Boston Blackie thing we watched. No, oh remember because they had the the video yeah. doorbell. Yeah. And, um, anyway, long story secret. short, then the weapon becomes outdated, and it's just kind of like yeah. I don't know. My great great grandfather put that sword on the wall, so I guess it's just there now. It just yeah. Anyway, now to hang my musket on the wall just in case they come from my gold. All right. Anyway, I liked the house. The yeah, house it was a nice house. I thought it was, it was nice. Great house. I good liked house. the more sets. A lot of weapons, they were pretty house. dusty. The tricycle was cool. You wouldn't the believe was the portraits cool. on the wall. Yeah. I want that tricycle. I thought about... I was like, That's a it reminded weird. me of Aunt Petunia's fart car from that episode we did in oh, yeah. Vanilla Holmes. Oh, yeah. Oh, I was oh. like... Petunia. <laughs> she had a fart card? More like Aunt um, Petutia. I, okay. Ah, no. <laughs> uh, joke <laughs> If, I'm probably the one who would know most about this, but I don't know the answer. I feel like it's a trope in England and in general and in, de- in detective stories to always have a priest who mm. always likes Sherry who rides a bike. That is a trope, yes. Okay. Yeah. Because I was like, it's a thing with Father Brown. Mm-hmm. That's his whole deal. And then it's a thing I feel like I've seen in A Marple and A Poirot. And in Grandchester, he's like, I hate Sherry. Why did I remember That's the joke in Grandchester. Yeah. Because everyone keeps offering him Sherry. Exactly. That yeah. is the joke. Well, that's like back in the day. Like but. When the, uh, you know, the church had the power. Yeah. They'd be like, hmm. Peasant, give me some ale. Yeah, <laughs> I I like sherry, my bitch. Yeah, and then it just became a forever thing. Yeah. Like, if hey, I were if I were a priest that didn't like sherry that, that everybody kept offering me, I'd just be like, in nomino patre, blah 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 blah. Here, enjoy your blood. Uh, uh, I like that this one was given a little extra, and the fact that he was super into bugs, <laughs> and he had tarantulas, yes, and scorpions, yes, in his house, in yes. his yep. telescope, yes, yes. Yes. I liked the I actually really liked the priest. I wouldn't want to be around him because he would talk too much. Yes, and yeah. his wig was bad. His wig was bad. Oh, his wig was so bad. It was a real bad wig. <laughs> but I kinda liked him as, as the, a character. As the character in this. Yeah. yeah. And because I think you think he's maybe gonna be one of the bad guys at first, and then you're like, oh no, he alright. Yeah, you're just like funny. I remember I thought I thought Dr. Mortimer... Well, they set up Dr. Mortimer as a red herring. Right. They for sure did. Well, no, because Dr. Me. Mortimer was in on it, kind of. Because he... I thought he was in on it because him and Stapleton both let that cart go to put Holmes in the ground. I don't think they both did. Did Mortimer just leave and then Stapleton just accidentally let it go? I, I think it, like, made it seem as though he did it on purpose for sure, but Mortimer yeah. might not have. You know? They realized, like, were... like, he might have 
done it on purpose and go, oh my gosh. Oh, the thing no. Broke. I lost yeah. a car. Yeah, they, okay. they were not very clear about what exactly happened, yeah. but Mortimer and Stapleton were both at the rail car, which was released and trapped Sherlock. Right. They didn't really say what happened there. Okay. I think I remember Dr. Mortimer in the books being super into phrenology hmm. because he was like, Holmes, can I please um, touch, touch your head? Touch your head. <laughs> I remember that happening in the books. Weird. Because he was a he was adamant that he wa- that the guy who escaped from prison, like, oh was yes, like and something it, about his headdress. Yes, and like, so I kept expecting that to happen, and not, none of it did. Wait, so Stapleton was a phrenology guy? No, Dr. Mortimer. Oh, okay. And I think he said something about Stapleton. Yeah. Because the Stapleton head looked like the Baskerville head or something like that. Maybe they did that instead of the webbed hand. I was wondering if that's what happens in the books, but they didn't have... Because this is movie. I will say it's an hour and a half. Perfect length for a movie. That's good, yeah. 87 minutes? Great. So they probably didn't have time to explain phrenology in this horror movie. Yeah. So they're like, we'll just do this webbed hands with some of the worst makeup I've ever seen. I thought it was a burn. I was like, what is wrong with this hand? I was like, you yeah. can just literally it peel it off. It did feathery almost. Yeah. It was weird. It, it was, looked like uh, you put on a very odd glove wrongly. Yeah. I, I had to say, the second I saw a physical deformity on any character, I was going to like, this is a Sherlock Holmes story. That guy's the killer. Mm-hmm. I mean... Because the killer's... I don't know what it is. Maybe it's like a sort of proto-Batman thing where it has to be some kind of circus freak that turns out to be the killer. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. Let's... I mean, should we delve into the mystery a little bit and then... What is the mystery? Like, it's just the staple I guess guy. It's me, me, me. Stop interrupting me. <laughs> Just oh wow! I was talking, and then everyone else started talking. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> That's yes. how we do, though. No, but like, that's how we do. The mystery is literally Charles dies. He was killed by the Stapletons because they want to inherit, and then the Stapletons were like, "We're gonna also kill this other guy." But they do tend to attack other people that they might then be led to believe. Because here's the thing. The first person that they might have tried something against was Watson because they did not know he wasn't Baskerville. They just knew that he was headed to Baskerville Hall. Mm. Stapleton was in the middle of the woods with traps. Yeah. And then when he figured out like, oh, this guy's not this guy's not Baskerville. I should just send him away. I mean, dang, I didn't realize that they were trying to kill him and the whole Cecile time. And then Cecile didn't know yeah. that he wasn't Baskerville. She was just kind of like, oh, this is a lone man arriving around the time Baskerville is supposed to be arriving at Baskerville Hall. This is probably Baskerville. I'm going to be all coy and lead him into basically Scotland quicksand. So how did this tarantula get into the boot? The tarantula got into the boot when Stapleton realized that... Stapleton realized oh, that it was in the, the new Baskerville. Never mind. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. so it was probably just Stapleton, and they Stapleton never really probably it. headed up yeah. to London and was kind of like, "Ooh, now I got intercepted this the package that he knew that the doctor or the, the priest was getting." Yeah, because mm-hmm. the chat okay. around the town. Anyway, so, so then the other the, the mystery other attempt, is more the other attempt was on Selden because he was wearing the clothes. Yes. Well, it was this the dog because it yeah. had been given the scent. Yeah. Why did more so Mortimer just was like, "I just have a bad feeling." Yeah. Okay. Because there was had, no outward threat, technically. He had seen the look of horror. The look, oh, right, on Charles' face. And so mm-hmm. the mystery is really, 
I think something's bad is going to happen to Henry. Can you come, like, check this out? Yes. yes. Okay. So, I mean, is there, like, That's is the there official any, mystery. Is there anything else that would be considered part of this mystery? Oh, there was also the thing that piqued Sherlock's interest, which was uh, Charles, the footprints around Charles were on tiptoes oh, yeah. and running. So it seemed like he was trying to get away from something very quietly. I feel like another... Oh, quickly. Mm, yeah, I think he was running. Yeah. And I think another mystery is, uh, what's this dog all about? <laughs> yeah. Why are we hearing this howling? Yeah. Okay, so... Uh, oh, wait. What? <laughs> Uh, uh, I had my hand up. Okay, <laughs> go ahead. All right, so they are lucky that uh, the dog. Okay, it might be a little bit into the sad territory, but they're lucky that the dog howled because, considering the number of sounds that I have heard dogs, both mine and others, make, they are lucky they weren't like wandering through the mog hearing like. Oh my god, the musky sound. Yeah. I love that dog. Oh my god, no, if I was that wa- dog. if I was wandering through dark moors with like mist everywhere and heard <laughs> Just the <laughs> husky singing <laughs> That would be so freaky. That'd be freaky, but also you'd be kinda of be like, Am I about to get killed by the clown of a goat? The ghost of a clown? <laughs> oh my god. That would be really yeah, funny. That'd be funny. Am I about to get killed by zombie Bobcat Goldplay? Uh, what? What? I don't want to know. He was a comedian who always made like sounds. Okay, let's he go was over the some voice notes. Of pain and yeah, no, it's time. No, it's time. No, it's time. Let's go with Maddie first. Yeah. Um, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, my first note is damn lobster backs. Oh my god, right. <laughs> I don't get it. In they're the very beginning, they're all red coats. Oh, red coats. The red Damn those lost, my lost I, I like that my first thought was Gaston. And you were like, the British army in the 1700s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> America. Um, yeah, so my second note is, uh, they went from silly fun to uh, what the fuck very quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they were all just like, haha, I'm having fun, throwing my drunk friend out the window. And then it's like, no, we're torturing this farm man. I'm going and to go murder I'm going to go girl. steal his farm daughter. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then farm I'm going to give all of my friends permission to... That got dark. Cool. All then right, I God. was like, oh no, my best friend, farm girl. <laughs> <laughs> like, Doesn't have a name. Um, and then uh, everyone was like, oh no, don't do it. But they didn't really seem eager to actually stop him. Like, no. All of his friends are yeah. like, oh, you took it too far. This whole movie had a lot of bad things happen that people reacted very mildly to. Yeah. yeah. Like, hey, like, I'm going to go hunt down this woman on the moor and probably have my dogs tear her throat out. And they were like, okay. No, like, oh, no, I really wish you were. Like, when the house is down in the, in the mine, everyone's like, okay, well, we'll have yeah. to see if we can find them later, maybe. Right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> right. It just yeah, seemed very, like, like oh. chill about Even... When they found the dead man that they thought was Sir Henry, they were like, all right, well, we'll oh. just leave him there. We'll, we'll, we'll come, back, we'll come back in a minute. They didn't even go to exam. I, that was weird to me. Yeah, they didn't that Sherlock see if he was actually dead. didn't even walk over to look at the body. Well, I think it's because there were moors around the area. Okay, but still. They anyway. probably weren't as close as they looked. Or yeah. weren't supposed to be as close as they looked. <laughs> it's just the set was only so big. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. You're, yeah. Um, what is a horse bus? It's like it's like a it's carriage, a, but it's public and for a lot of people. Yeah. 
Is that Quite a real thing? Yes. yes. Yeah. That was a real thing? Yes. Like, buses were a thing before they were a vehicle. Yes. Yeah. Wasn't there... That's so cool. In the RDJ Sherlock that we did, wasn't there, like, a really big... It's a, it's a larger carriage that sometimes even had two tiers, like yes. a bottom tier and then an open top tier. I've never seen that. They have them at the London Transport Museum, and they're very cool. And yeah, I might even I have a picture. Go to the London Transport Museum. It's way underrated, and everyone should go. <laughs> I'm not joking. It's yeah. fascinating. I want to go. Okay. Um, I bet also, the horse buses were very slow. Oh, yeah. They said one million in 1959, and I was like, Did "So was that supposed to be Dang. like back then, or are we trying to like impress people of the 50s?" Like, um, you I know? think it's people in the 50s because so it was... one one million in 1959 is 19.5 million. All right, he looked it up. Yeah, Meta. I almost did, but that's Max job, so epic uh, fail. That's on me. Yeah. No, yeah. wait. What was it? Okay, so in one million dollars in 1959. Sorry, one. That's why I didn't say dollars. I just said one million 1959. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, is worth 19.5 million pounds in 2021. So the estate Oof. of Baskerville. Is 19 million? Yeah, well, like, what if that was back in the 1800s? How oh huge God, would that be? That would be madness. Yeah, Max, that's that's the one I did Because I remember up. trying to look that up with them, because I was like, what is, what does it mean that Darcy has 10,000 pounds a year? Like, yeah. I didn't get it. And then I had to look it up, because it's something to do with your investments and estates and the stuff that the people bring in, and, mm-hmm, but it's, yeah. like, hella rich. All the towns I own. Yeah, like, literally the towns and farms and... Yeah. yeah, all the people that do all this work and then give and me I money. Just have that's income. how they got. That's how they got um, rich back then. Or well, rich people. Well, because it would, got it would richer. be your family was in a war. They with would the king own a town in fifteen hundreds, and then you got land, and then that land became your land, and then um, they would own the town. I'm actually reading a book about this, and oh. it started around the year twelve hundred. So, what book are you reading? Sarum. Oh, that's the the history one. Yeah, you're talking about at Grandpa's. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh, I do want to actually read that. Yeah. All right. I have the figure: one million pounds in 1890 is roughly 131 million eight hundred twelve thousand six hundred six dollars and fifty nine whatever their cents are. Wow. I would not turn that Pence. down. I wouldn't kill for it. You might kill a lecherous old man for it. I wouldn't kill a dog. You wouldn't torture there a dog. Go. No. I wouldn't use a dog to kill a lecherous old man for $100 million. Would you dress a small friend in a dog costume? Be careful what you say, Katie. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything else. <laughs> um, yeah, there are right. other avenues. Keep our options open. Anywho. Um, wow, Mortimer is rude to Perkins. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, why I don't like Dr. Mortimer. Yeah, yeah. I don't Why'd like Dr. Mortimer. Mixed, yeah. yeah. He's like, you'll speak when you're spoken to, peon. Yeah, did not like that. Yeah. Um, and... Maybe they uh, were, like, prepping us to not like him. Yeah. To set up Ooh. a red herring yeah, later. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's good. Good point. Um, good where would someone get a tarantula? And they kind of answered that later. There were a couple ones where I was like, hmm, question. And then they explained it, like, a second later. And then, <laughs> so, I was like, does Cecile know? Because that was, like, when we knew Stapleton was bad. Yeah. And then... It, Right after that, she was like, I'm bad. And I was like, okay, yeah. yeah. And um, then the next thing was, uh, was that dog wearing a mask? And then they take the mask off the dog, and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> In the time um, it took you to write your question, it was answered. I know, yeah. Um, and I was like, um, WTF is wrong with Cecile, and then she's the Manic Pixie Dream Girl. She can't help it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and... 
alcoholism for heart attacks. No. <laughs> no. They kept having, like, um, angina, and they are like, take this alcohol. <laughs> it reminded me of when you'd get cigarettes for asthma. Yeah. Oh, Even right. though sometimes someone pointed out an inhalation of something would help asthma, but not c- cigarettes. Yeah. Um, Christopher Lee cuts a fine figure. Does he? I love that, um, too. He's a very good at posing. Yeah. He does a, like... He's very and his, prim his one and knee, tall. Like, and he's, very, he's, he's very tall and Cushing's kind of short uh, for being a Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, he's very that? aware of his physicality and the way he presents his body to yes. the camera. I wonder if that's, like, a, a theater background. Probably. Oh, definitely. Because yeah. in theater, you're literally being seen 360, your Dang. whole body. Yeah. Ooh. All right. Um, gasp, a knife. Hmm. <laughs> I don't remember. Um, yeesh, awkward, dead walks in. And they're, like, making out. Oh, yeah. So weird. Yeah, and then he's yeah. just like, hmm, I'd like you to come to dinner later. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was so weird. He was staring at her dad over the dude's shoulder while he's, like, while he's, like moving neck, his neck face against, yeah, yeah. against the side of her head. Ugh. Oof. Um, I was like, was all this kissing in the book? I feel like probably not. I don't I feel think like, it was. I feel like they probably put like a romance thing in for the for the sixties yeah. ladies. You know, I think there was something in the book in the horror because they did try to get Baskerville out to the moors, but I think it had more to do with the blinking light things and the yeah. glowing. Yeah, right. I don't think it was that. But it's truly been since probably high school or maybe college that I read that story. So. Yep, and then those are my two last notes. Are that does Cecile know? Okay, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's it. Mac. All right. Uh, first things first. It's been a while since we had an old one. Good God, I missed poor audio quality and lighting. <laughs> I was wondering, have we ever watched something from the fifties specifically? I don't know. I don't know either. Okay. Mm-hmm. My next. My next one. So this might just be some aristocracy, you know, foreign stuff is interesting to us bullshit. But I was weirded out as to why uh, Hugo Baskerville had a Jambia dagger. Like, it's a Middle Eastern dagger with a, a wide base and a long curve. It's called Spoils of War. Yep, it's called yeah, but Imperialism. It's called the British Museum. They specifically stated he wasn't in any war in the Middle East. He can still buy shit from people. But it was engraved with his signature. The only war he was the involved crest. in was in the English Civil War, as they stated. So maybe he liked the design and he commissioned it, and or he got one and he had someone make a new hilt for it. I just think, I don't know if it's supposed to be, hey... Hugo thought that foreign stuff was novel and so he commissioned something. Or the movie makers thought foreign stuff was novel and decided, well, if we need something that sort of has a pseudo-sacrificial aspect to it, because you know that everybody kept getting stabbed on that weird stone yeah. tablet, that they were just kind of like, oh, we can't have like a, it might we have can't have a European knife evolved in sacrifice. Well, let's just go to our prop department then. It might have been both. I think the 1700s, though, were a very large, for the rich people, they got really into the East, which was literally anywhere from, like, Iran all the way to China, like, anywhere in that whole area. And Japan, which is... Yeah, Japan is farther than China, right? Basically anything (laughs) beyond Turkey, and even some parts of Turkey. Probably Turkey as well, yeah. And some parts of Europe as well. Everything but the British. Because, like, that's what, also, I think, weren't the 1700s when they also got super into Egypt stuff? Um, eating mummies 
I think that was more. 18, the Eating Mummies was more 18, but I it think was the like designs were really early 1800s. Yeah, so Sem- it could have bled into like the late Eating 1700s. Mummies. Yeah. 1700s were big into the Romantic period. I'm not entirely sure if they were to, uh, but that's in did, America. Yeah, they we did more get really interested period. in Far Eastern stuff in the 1700s, like Japan and and. So like, that's probably because that knife does look like Persian or something, like from that area it's not from japan it's from the middle east that's what she said that's literally what i just said persia doesn't exist anymore i think it's modern day iraq iran somewhere around saudi there. arabia middle east somewhere there all of those mm-hmm. uh <laughs> next up i loved dr mortimer's britches that's the only thing i liked about britches that's what i liked about it he did one of those high pants that just go way up and they're like poofy all the way down bell bottoms <laughs> bell bottoms Quite the opposite, because bell bottoms are skinny until they get big at the bottom. <laughs> These are poofy until they get thin at the bottom. Oh, I was thinking they're like the, the blouse of ex- pants. It's the exact pants. opposite. <laughs> I actually don't know because I'm not picturing it because I didn't notice them. Same. I think yeah. they're called breeches. Next up, sure. Uh, okay. At one point, Sherlock Holmes, uh, in regarding Doctor Mortimer, said that something would flick the man's pomposity, and I loved that. I pointed out at the beginning, like, I thought this was just a, hey, 1950s cinema doesn't know what the fuck it's talking about thing. When I was saying, like, hey, tarantulas aren't really all that venomous. Until later on, Sherlock mentioned, like, tarantulas aren't actually all that venomous. He had a heart condition. They were trying to, A, give him what venom they could, and B, frighten him with a giant-ass spider. Yeah. So, you know. Scared me. Points for the 50s. Yeah, to, to actually, I was startled. My points to the 50s, a, a, like a time period less than 10 years away from when they thought armadillos were exotic, <laughs> for them to know armadillos and then tell exotic. people armadillos were demonic and unfamiliar to anybody to the point where they threw no. them in Dracula's castle. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm saying this is what the 50s were saying. Oh, okay. With the fi- what with, with the 40s were saying were like, hey, Nobody's ever heard of an armadillo before. What if we just threw unless these... Unless you're in Texas. Unless you're in Texas. What if we just threw these weird scaled things are just around Dracula's castle? Have they are not... like dinosaur rats. People in Texas <laughs> yes. didn't talk to people anywhere else, I guess. Have oh, you yeah. not heard of the uh, Romanian strain of armadillo? <laughs> <laughs> just got a little fancy. Yes, tiny little fangs, beady red eyes. Transylvanian, right? All right. So anyway, I just wanted to give them points for being a film in the 50s that knew that tarantulas weren't venomous and told people about it next sherlock holmes has this that has this aspect throughout the entire series where he refers to evil as almost sort of an intangible threat like he he speaks of evil taking many forms and you know evil uh prowling the moors he's not telling watson hey some psycho killer just broke out and you might need to be careful with that one and also don't let him go out into the middle of the moor because somebody might be chasing after him sherlock holmes sherlock says to watson evil is afoot and it takes many forms you must be wise and aware and it seemed a little superstitious for him to say but i also think that's accurate to the book for him to refer to evil as an intangible force to be fought i think because he was saying it could come from anywhere because he hadn't narrowed it down quite yet. Mm. So it could come in the form of a tarantula in your foot. Or it could be... A gun. It could be Stapleton trying to poison you. Yeah. I feel like I remember an adaptation of this story. The hound wasn't real and it was the sound of the wind moving through. Like someone had built like a thing. And then they just used claws to kill someone. Mm. So there was no actual animal at all. And I, I was trying to remember if this is where I'd seen or heard that, but it okay. was not. Right. Next up, 
I remember they... that too somewhere. I know. I'm like, I don't know what that was. Was that, that the, the actual book? story? No, because I feel like the actual story really was the dog with the phosphorus or whatever. I don't remember. I don't remember. Wasn't... Wait, 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 wait. Is that the Sherlock Holmes one? Like the Sherlock BBC? The BBC? No, that was the psychotic, like, suggest... Like, you... There's a psychosis there, yeah, so fog that makes you... Guess. Like, basically fear guess. <laughs> yeah. And there was no real dog, but they played dog sounds, and they they tried to make you think it was a dog. And, like, and there was dogs on sweatshirts. Yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, there's like a dog But it wasn't, it wasn't like a thing that was built to sound like a dog howling through tubes. Okay. Okay. okay, right. okay. Next up. <laughs> okay, okay. Did they ever explain the, like, lady giggling in the night times? Oh, the, there was a lady <laughs> crying. Are you talking about the crying lady? <laughs> no. It was, no, it was probably um, Mrs. Barrymore. Oh, because oh. her brother. Yeah. Yeah. Because her brother. Yeah. So. All right. Next up, Mac. I if don't you think went I'd, crazy yeah. and killed people, I don't know if I would help you out in the moors. Yeah, I feel like they kind of I minimized would the want you to get the help you needed. I feel like they minimized like the severity of that. They wanted you to feel bad for Selden, and I feel like you should though, because they said that he had he. It basically sounded like he was mentally. Ill. But you can be mentally ill and not kill sex workers. But at the time, he didn't have any resources because they would just throw you into asylum. I think no. it's Well, not... I mean, you. Can... I still don't think you should feel bad for them because there's people now who have mental illnesses who don't kill people. And know? also don't have So I have feel like resources. they're trying to minimize, mm. like... The it's okay killing of sex, sex workers. workers. We can... Do you think they did He's that just crazy, Ripper, by the way? You know? Probably. Was it not in the book? I don't no. Also, sex workers I, I are just more vulnerable to serial killers because we as a society don't value them all that much. Yes. To the point where, like, the Green River Killer just kind of kept going even though people knew who he was going after. Yeah. yeah. Or even the Cleveland Torso Murderer. Bad. Yeah. Bad. Anyway. Long... Uh, next. Selden is bad, I guess. Fine. Yes. Selden is bad. Selden yeah. is bad, though under different circumstances he might have had the help he needed, but... Even the fact that he didn't doesn't justify what he did. There we Thank go. Thank you. Nice summary. Continue. All right. Next. I noticed something. I wanted to point out an article that I read recently. Actually, I keep saying article. We're all millennials and we keep saying article. What we mean are Tumblr posts and like Twitter I things. read articles. Cool. Katie's Tumblr. the smart one. Anyway. Carrie doesn't have Tumblr. Somebody pointed out that the... There are, the, the thing that makes England frightening and the thing that could make America viscerally, viscerally frightening as sort of like spaces is England is frightening because it is old. And Baskerville Hall made me think about this, where you could be like, this home was built 400 years ago and countless people have died here. This was a, a plague pit in the 1500s. This was a, you know, a, a hospital for the English Civil War. It was another hospital for like the, the World War One. you know. There's so much activity and so much going on through Europe that when you, you could just pick a random building and an American would be like, holy crap, 60 people died on the premises, many of whom in horrifying experiences. Right for ghosts. And in Europe, they'd just be like, I mean, yeah, that's my fucking apartment. What does it matter? Yeah. Everything is horrible. 700 people died right here and I walk this to go to Starbucks. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like not a big deal. I, I mean, 
But yeah, do you have a? That's the premise there? of Ghost the, counter, the TV show. I just need to point that out. The yeah. counter to what makes America frightening is not that we are old, old, but we are big, big and empty. Yeah, the vast emptiness. Like the We're the most frightening. The most, frightening <laughs> the most frightening circumstance to be in in England is you are in, a, like, say, an abandoned asylum that's 500 years old and has seen the countless tests of times and hundreds of deaths. The horrifying thing about being here in America is like being lost in a cornfield at night and constantly going insane. The more you run, the further away you get from wherever you were and not having any place to track. That's the scary thing about America is that we are big and there are it's only the cities where there's just a bunch of people around if you are out in the woods it can be frightening if you see somebody like walking through the woods near your house like we live in you'd be like it will take any emergency service 20 minutes to get here Yeah. yeah and also like there's no reason for this person to be in my space there's plenty of space here. in the world, yeah. and he's choosing to be here. What are his intentions? Exactly. Right. I kind of yeah. went to church there for a second, so I'm going to try to speed through everything I got. <laughs> yeah. All right, next up, uh, Watson said the ultimate Victorian phrase, which was, he was a white sliver. Very nice fellow, though. I know. I was like, uh... That wasn't Watson. That was the the bishop. All right. But th- even worse, because he's supposed to be a man of God. I know. He's like, oh, are you related to that guy? Uh, next, when Cecile ran off into the moors uh, and Watson went trailing behind her, I was like, oh, Cecile, luring men to their deaths again. Like a siren. Yes. Uh, next... A manic pixie siren. <laughs> I loved that when Sherlock found out that... Uh, the, what were they? The Barrymores had been giving, uh, Baskerville's old clothes to Selden because he just needed something warmer to wear out there. Mm -hmm. That Sherlock then said, Watson was, hey, are you going to report them to the police? And Sherlock was like, I don't really think there's any need for it. They were empathetic and they were just trying to help somebody out. I don't need to report them. That's what I love about Sherlock Holmes. Is like, even in the beginning, he said, I have a fixed rate. Unless I get rid of it entirely. Yeah. So he's like, mm-hmm. everyone gives me the same amount of money unless I like you. And then you don't have to. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> Or you can't pay. The and, thing about Sherlock Holmes, I, I can't get into it because it would be a rant. But someone like talking about the sexuality of Sherlock Holmes. And if he's li- if you were born a criminal in this time, then his view of crime and justice is not the same as what the police are. Mm. And it happens so often in stories that he's the only one to listen to women. He's mm. the only one to see, like, because so many women in the stories are like, people keep telling me I'm crazy. And he's like, you're not. And mm-hmm. it's a way of viewing, like, he has his own sense of justice and what's right and wrong that does not jive with what the police say. So even though he works with the police, he's outside of them. Mm-hmm. So in this case, he's like, yes, they broke the law and they did a crime. but it's the brother's dead now what is the point of like put, turning them in it's mm-hmm. not going to change what happened it would just punish them for and they're not going to do it did. again it would just punish them for something they did out of empathy yeah so yeah. he that's one thing i do i love about sherlock holmes is it's and well that can be dangerous is having your own sense of right and wrong vigilanteism yeah it's it's also we've all learned that sometimes laws are not good yeah so anyway all right, next up, 
there was one sort of heavy line that was said by Cecile, and that was, when you're poor, no one wants to know you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just that notion of, they approached the concept of class divide here in nineteen in the 1950s in a way that wasn't played off for a joke or as like a villainous monologue. Yeah. It was just a real-ass point, mm-hmm. which villains are allowed to have. Because mm-hmm. sometimes when villains counter modern society, that is a way for us to then criticize society within it. Mm-hmm. Next up, and my final note, I have to say, though it was very sad at the end with the dog, it did help that it looked so fake. Fake. Yes, it 100%. Looked, it looked like you took a life-size Scooby-Doo plush <laughs> and you just stuck a bunch of, like, sharper beads up into the mouth region. Yeah. It, it looked was... like you took the worst taxidermy yes. of, like, a hyena. And, <laughs> yep. yeah, it was just terrible. It looked and like... spray painted fa- it. Like, mm, like, definitely, like, rubber. Just... It looked like <laughs> it was made... In the 1930s, and they just kept using it over and over in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. Or what, what if that was like really good, like makeup for back then? And like, it like imagine was. like, you know how far we've come with like, I'm gonna make this person an alien, so yeah. they're gonna be. We're just gonna be a human being with green skin, and we'll stick a couple of things on their head. Right. Okay, Spock. <laughs> cool. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it, it looks like it used to be a lion, and they just like took the fake skull of a lion and put it into a smaller body and were like, here's a dog. It yeah, looks they like, like that short they took hair. The mask, yeah. They took the mask off of the dog and I was like, okay, what about that one? <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, that's all my notes. Alright. Um, I liked that there was pink glass in Baskerville Hall. Like, the first shot that we see of it when it's like lit from inside. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, like, yeah. the dog was super pink and that was great. Um, I hated... Hugo, he had really doofy hair. Oh, um, I like just it was a braid. Did you see that? It was the stuff on the side. His that ponytail was a out. braid. I didn't see that. Okay, I, was, I, was I didn't notice at, that at all. It was cute. I was like, ah, don't go murder the poofy side locks. <laughs> That's what I was looking at. <laughs> they, were, they were pretty ridiculous. Um, I could tell I did not like Doctor Mortimer because he was wearing a pinky ring. <laughs> it's never a good <laughs> that's idea. That's a warning uh, sign. Absolutely. Yeah. That's the that's number five. <laughs> um, Christopher Lee looked super baby. They could have tan. Yeah, yeah. They could have used a vacuum for that spider. Um, what do you mean the tarantula? Yeah, they could use a vacuum. If it when I see a spider, oh, I vacuum it. I was like, <laughs> yeah, vacuums didn't exist. Exactly. Okay, that's my point. Like, oh wow, I don't think you could use a vacuum for a tarantula. That would have been really helpful. They use a sword instead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, throwing knives. Um, I liked, it was really, another similarity with the moon spinners is that the blood that they use, the fake blood. Oh my God. It was was like bright red. Yeah. Yeah, It was like a day later. Yeah. Red, orange. Crazy. Which was exactly what happened in the moon spinners. Somebody gets shot in the arm and then somebody else (laughs) is like following a track, a trail of blood. And it is like bright orange. It is ridiculous. And even on him, it's like strawberry jam. Yeah. (laughs) It was like Well, actually, they opened up their eagle eye, so that allowed them to just sort of see the track. Oh, is that what it is? (laughs) (laughs) I loved the deer stalker on Peter Cushing. That was cool. I was glad to see it, and I'm glad it wasn't there the whole time. Yes. Um, Watson took uh, Mrs. Barrymore's brandy back from her. 
like very smoothly yeah did you notice that yeah and i don't know why she didn't even drink any of it if it's supposed to be medicinal let her take it with her i do watson has a trope of comforting the women and it's often with brandy but like he didn't <laughs> so let her like take it well because yeah and she probably wasn't gonna drink it i don't know maybe she wanted it maybe it's you have to keep the brandy in the room i don't know I just I thought that was a weird. I didn't move. notice that. Yeah, well, and there was that's the brandy room. The next room is the sherry room. <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever. I just didn't get why they did that. Like why that was even blocked out. Yeah. Um. Our webbed fingers, like, is that something hereditary? That... Yeah. I have the same note. Uh, <laughs> y'all are looking at me. <laughs> yes, you're um, the only one who has any sort of medical training. I mean, I think it might could be. <laughs> I can we I have a note that we could segue into here. I have one last note. Oh, okay, then really that we haven't covered with everything else. Um they were fully able to have saved Cecile. I know they're yeah, just like they yeah. walk here like, well, I guess the swamp's got her now. <laughs> right? Another thing they were very calm about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like she's like being they they were just like up on a ridge. They could have gone down. They didn't hold back on making it sound horrifying either. She screamed. I'm wondering yeah. if maybe she went so quickly that they were like, We can't by the time we get to her, she won't have enough oxygen. No, I mean no. like it, they No, they were like standing there and she's still like, ah, <laughs> ah, ah. <laughs> Yeah. Like they could have gotten down there in like ten yeah, seconds. They and she was they were just and like she oh. was still screaming for a long time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe we'll just it's the same thing where the set's only so big, so she's really farther away. Maybe, maybe. We'll give them the we'll benefit, give them the of, the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Assume goodness maybe, and intention. Maybe you missed... know what? I wonder if this is a Hayes Code thing because the bad people have to Oh. But I don't think the Hayes Code was a British movie thing. I think only American movies had Maybe to. we just missed the seven minute long scene afterwards where they're like, production. there's no time to save her. I think Hammer and is And then British. there's just like a seven minute, just like her Universal slowly was sinking. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. What were we going to segue into? Oh, the thing I was just going to segue into is I was just wondering, are ancient family curses really just hereditary heart conditions? Mm, <laughs> Ooh, yeah. You know, like if, they're saying the Baskervilles are cursed because they die all the time and it's and it's a curse and it's like, or maybe it's congenital heart disease. <laughs> maybe yeah. that is sort of our weird... Yeah. Right? Maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's congenital heart disease. <laughs> maybe that, she is born with it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> maybe that's part of the whole like historical historical mythologizing where we keep we keep yeah, coming across exactly. things that say like this human's this like family's blood is cursed and we as like modern audiences are kind of like ooh curses but it was just people from the past trying to say like hey we don't fully get it but like anybody who's coming down this bloodline always dies when they're 30 right yeah. i did agree with something dr mortimer said about not really understanding everything about life and death yeah that was kind of cool yeah, yeah which is true because they did not and we do not right um, the <laughs> credits looked like Scooby Doo, and I thought that was fun. Yes, <laughs> um, a lot of intense music happening. It really, really just bothers me that the woman didn't get a name who yep. died, in, who almost died in the beginning. Farm girl. Um, I like that Holmes uses coal to light his pipe. Yeah, twice because he does it in the books, and he does it at the beginning, and he does it near the end, mm-hmm. and I think that's fun. Um, we already talked about the Persian slipper and the mail with the knife and all that fun stuff. 
I do like seeing Christopher Lee in Tweed being a normal person. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just like, I normally agree. he's not. I and fully like, agree. He's not creepily yeah. trying to summon virgins to his weird yeah. sacrifice island. He's and not, even in... He's not cloaked. I feel like yeah. there is a cloaked Christopher yes. Lee and an uncloaked Christopher Lee. <laughs> oh my Lee. god! Oh my god! on the cloak side... You got your Saruman. Your Dracula. You got your Dracula. You do you got your Dooku. That one time he was in a metal music video about Charlemagne. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we just got the pre-cloaked Normal. version. Because even, we haven't talked about how he was Mycroft in The Private Life of Sherlock Holmes, which we covered in episode six. Caped. And he was caped in that. He was wearing a cape. Wow. So, Boom. Caped. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so... Um, Peter Cushing has crazy cheekbones. Yeah, yes. they're yes. like they're crazy. just. I kept looking at them, and when your cheekbones are like that, I just keep thinking about what your skull shape is, oh and then God. I felt like Mortimer. I'm just worried. <laughs> I'm just like seeing you the skull in your face. I'm not worried. Are you eating enough? You know? I know. Like it's just his it's face. Just like that's why he was so bones. good at being severe. Yeah, in, it's like that in a it's them show. bones. I mean, that's part of a Sherlock Holmes thing. Is he's described as I think aquiline or something like long, angular, angular, weird. Yeah. But he basically looks like... That's why it was so difficult. starving. To, that's why it was so yeah. difficult to recreate in Rogue One. You can see sure. your skull so much. Um, I felt like I knew the Barrymores were kind of sketchy right away, but then I couldn't remember if I was convinced, if I was conflating this with a different home story. The butler the did it. butler did it. Yeah. Or... If you were like, hey, this is the guy who pretended to be a console and was actually a middleman <laughs> for illegal gem smuggling. In the, in the moon spinners. Yeah, yeah, I was like, am I just conflating that? Um, We talked about Chris Lee's pose. Walk, walk, fashion baby. <laughs> Did you see Watson's cane? Yes. It looks like a dog. Oh. It was really cute. Uh, see that? It's like the, th- the head of a little dachshund. <laughs> Um, can women please talk? They don't talk until 37 minutes in, even though we've seen three of them. Yeah. That was annoying a to me. whole three. Yeah. They did a lot of sh- staircase shadow things, and I think that's a hammer, like, horror thing that they're, like, trying to give those vibes. Because mm-hmm. the Sir Hugo, they did a thing, and then Christopher Lee, when he were looking down at him, that was, like, a whole thing. Yeah. Um. Sometimes there was a very traditional type score, and sometimes there was no music, and I think that was weird. That was some, a re- review that I read said something similar. Like, yeah. there was so when they first see the room where the light and the candle is shining, they're like sneaking towards it and they do all this stuff and there's no music and it's really weird. Mm-hmm. And then they look out the window and then they go, look over there. <laughs> <laughs> Very Jade. Or, yeah, Jade Essence Hall. Gotcha. Look over there. And then the like sweeping music starts again. Yeah. And it was just kind of, I was like, it's kind of flip-flopping between this like, horror score thing and then like but it's kind of crazy like nerving like movie music back then was just like a symphony yeah and that was it it's like all right symphony play this while we watch our thing and i wonder if it's like maybe they could only afford the symphony for so much of the time time. (laughs) i think though i think in the they were starting to tailor scores more I do listen to that great podcast called Settling the Score where they talk about movie scores. And mm-hmm. I do think this is post-Rear Window. Because it's a Rear Window, like, 54. Mm. But it's just now starting to change. So I think when they're doing lower budget stuff, it is, again, like, just whatever you can throw together mm-hmm. for this horror movie. Um, the more reminded me of Brigadoon. Oh my god, right? <laughs> like, with the fog? Yes. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, I was a little annoyed at Watson for taking... Um, 
Baskerville out on the moor. Yeah. Because Sherlock Holmes, even though you're with him, Sherlock Holmes was specifically like, don't let him go to the moor. Right. Yeah. So more I was like, bad alone. Yeah. I, well, he just kind of said, known, don't. Known. He just said, don't go. Don't. And That's then why Watson he was, was so like, mad. Let's go. Um, I have a note that says, Holmes, you dramatic bitch. Because <laughs> he just comes out of the shadows with his... That was a dark cape. Yeah. And like the like... With a yeah. cloak. Oh, and then there's Fully him like cloak. recovering from being trapped in the mine. Mm. I loved... I wrote that later. I was going to say that. But I love that he's like, I hurt my leg. I'm cold and I'm hungry. <laughs> Can we leave, please? <laughs> Can <laughs> we really... please leave? I love yeah. dramatic Holmes. I just... He's really funny. I love him. Um... It was so obviously not Sir Henry because they would have covered his face. Or, like, they would have looked at his face oh, if yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. The dead body. The dead body. Holmes has some really huge binoculars, <laughs> but in the case. Um, I do like how he tricked Mrs. Barrymore by calling her Miss Selden. Mm-hmm. And she answers yes. right away. And I was like, you're such a smart. Boom. Person. Got her. Got him. Got her. And when the priest meets Holmes and he's like, the most famous detective in the world. And I was like, country. Do we know any famous detectives who are real life? I think we've talked about this. Have we? I was yeah. trying to remember because I was like, I feel like I've written this note before. Yeah, because yeah. this is definitely not the first Sherlock that we've done. That's true. And the only thing I could think of is Paul Holes. Yeah. But I don't know if he's a detective. Right now, yeah. No. But he's also not known by everyone. It's right. like very neat. I bet if we went to mom and dad and we're like, hey. Oh, wait. Frank Salerno, maybe. If J.G. Bittenbinder. You know. Yeah. <laughs> don't know who that is. I mean. John uh, Mullaney did a comedy bit about how he was a detective who kept visiting his school, but he'd always wear a cowboy hat and he'd have this sort of kind of accent going on there and he'd give the kids a very, let's say, vibrant view of what they're supposed to do there. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Um, Cushing has some interesting eyeliner mm. that really make his eyes pop in those end scenes. Would you yeah. say you're Cushing? Yeah. Cushing? No. I do like how he was really trying to get Dr. Mortar to come with him. Mm. And he was like, as an archaeologist, like trying to be like, you're the one who told me you were so smart, bitch. Now you gotta come out to the moors with me. Yeah. I thought that was great. I'm dying in these mines. A mine. A A mine. mine. In a mine. I was hoping that would happen. (laughs) Every time we went out. How many times? We've done a mine like three out of the last like ten episodes. I know. It's like it was in the Scooby-Doo one and then there was another one that had a mine. called it a mine. Oh, my. <laughs> um, when Holmes and Watson are together after Barry, or not Barrymore, Baskerville leaves and they're like arguing about where the knife is and where his tobacco mm. is and whatever. I was like, you guys are literally married. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the stitches on his forehead just looked like a bug the whole time. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. I thought it was a bug. <laughs> I will say... Um, Cecile's accent was weird the, a lot, and I think it was because she was Italian and not Spanish. Yeah. Because at the end she goes, the curse of the hound is on you! And I, was like, <laughs> I don't think that's I right at all. I was wondering you about know, that, yeah. The curse of the hound! I love that. I was like, okay. <laughs> um, and then I wrote, sad face dog, because mm-hmm. I did feel bad. I know that. Um, I, I like the notion that the actual dog, I didn't see anything that would have necessitated it coming to harm. Yeah. It would just it need to just pretend don't. to attack one person and pretend to attack another person and then also lie down. Like yeah. when uh, the dog was attacking Stapleton, like you could see the actor kind of like 
putting his arm like yeah. around the dog's head. <laughs> he was really cute. So that it would like be like, oh, a dog's attacking me. Oh, Instead yeah. <laughs> of the dog d- then just being like, we put a little peanut butter around his neck, just kind of go and lap that up. But I like, I, I just in my head saw the dog and the guy like wrestling. Yeah. Having wrestling on the set. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was like, is she really going to fall in a hole? And then she did. And then I went, oh my God. <laughs> fell into Meyer. <laughs> fell into Meyer. And a <laughs> And my last note is that Holmes and Watson totally use a brown Betty teapot to make Ooh, their tea. Nice. And that's a very, very Victorian thing. It happened before then, but Victorians made it a cool thing. All right. So. Well, do you have uh, the PBS for us? Yeah, you know. guys are excited. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm literally, even with counting, Selden doesn't talk, so actually he doesn't count. Nope. Even though okay. he, we see him growl. And I counted all the 1700s jerks as one person. <laughs> so oh, there's God. There's the 1700s jerks, like all the dudes in the beginning. Yeah. And then Damn Sir Hugo is separate. <laughs> Damn loves the bicks. But even so, it is still 10 and 2. And Mrs. Barrymore has one scene. And C- or Cecilia has three, maybe yeah. four. Poor farm girl. Yeah, ten to two. Poor, yeah. poor farm girl. She starts a lot of things. She doesn't have a name. She yeah. didn't count. No. Yeah. I put her in parentheses and I never took them away because she didn't speak. Yep. Yeah. All right, so. let's do some stabs and stars. Um, Maddie. All right, stabs. I think eight or nine. So I feel like they put the little like nuggets along the way. And then you gotta pick them up later. And mm-hmm. you're like, I should have picked up those nuggets. Yeah. I, I mean, you literally do. wrote questions down that then got answered. Yeah. yeah. Um, and sta- stars. I would say uh, an 8 out of 10. It was enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Okay, Mac? I am also going to give it 9 stamps. They definitely, the only thing that was ever a little bit confusing for me was like, how did this character find out? But then right after they'd be like, I read it in the paper. And I was like, there's no way for me to know that. But also that makes sense. Mm-hmm. They had papers like four times a day or so Logically, like that. Yeah. They had, they had papers. That they was were like their papers Facebook in news feed. <laughs> Truly. Yeah. <laughs> news for days. Yeah. For days. This paper. Yeah. Only Victorian newspapers never tried denying cook vaccine effectiveness anyway yeah. uh, next up stars i'm gonna give it a i'll also give it nine stars that was this was very enjoyable for me okay <laughs> okay uh i'm gonna go with stabs eight stars i want to give it higher but the pbs is such a bummer uh six Okay. I agree with the stars. I think eight is good because pretty much everything like the hand and the painting and the trinket. Yeah. So I think eight out of ten. And I I want to I was going to give it an eight out of ten as well for stars because I love Peter Cushing's portrayal but I think I'm going to go down to a seven just because like you could see the influence of trying to make it a horror movie as well as a Sherlock Holmes movie. And I'm sad that Watson didn't get better things to do. Yeah. like I really, But also, I really enjoyed it. So it's like, should yeah. it go up to You know, eight? same. I know. Like, I really like this movie, but, like, I can't, I can't get it. I can't get it. Yeah, Carrie can't give it, can't in good conscience with the dog no. and the woman. The dog and the lady. Yes. That's what yeah. I'm saying. The dog, the ladies, and Watson. Yeah. <laughs> That's a party. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Right. So is that uh, everything? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, if you guys want to follow along with us, um, for the next episode, we're going to be watching the pilot of Dexter with Michael C. Hall. Um, so we're going to be doing that. Who's hosting it? Katie's, I think I'm slated. Katie's hosting it. And we know ahead of time. Isn't that nice? I looked at the list yesterday. <laughs> okay. Uh, so thank you, everyone, for listening. I hope this was enjoyable, and I also hope that it works technologically. <laughs> um, so if you want to, uh, I don't know, reply and say if it did or didn't, you know where to find us. It's the uh, <laughs> email. tell you. It's the email address, mostly murder, but sometimes not, at gmail.com. No, g- yeah, at gmail.com. You can there also you find our website at mostly murder but sometimes not dot com and then we have a twitter and instagram at mostly murder pod so this has been mostly murder but sometimes not i'm carrie siblings are here Yo. hi we're hey. in the same room hey. wow. wow close enough to yeah. spill close enough to spill <laughs> um okay so thank you for listening thank you goodbye bye, bye. bye. have a muffin